Hello there, my friends. I am so thrilled to see you. I'm thrilled that you are joining us. My name is Amber Griffiths, maker of legends, and it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, crank that speaker to 11. Welcome to legend. This is the get real, get loud with purpose podcast and the series of conversations. We are exploring some of the dreams and the visions of the individuals who know that their message their story, their movement. It's destined to create something greater than themselves. So each of our guests has chosen to leap into speaking, into entrepreneurship, and really owning their voice. And we get to celebrate that here each week with you. So today we are speaking with Julie McLean. And Julie, welcome. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here. It's so great to be here. It's so good to see you again. <laughs> I know you too. It's been way too long. There's probably, I know. we met in New Orleans in what, June? And it feels like it's been a year. Right? Like <laughs> somehow it's only been 60 days or so and it feels like it's been a year. I don't know if it's the heat of summer that just oh, messes with time. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's right. Never mind. Never mind, it's wet. My spouse just got back from that and I heard about the humidity. Somebody said it's like walking into somebody's open mouth. Like that's the heat, that's the moisture. That's yeah. The... <sighs> so at least I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I don't have frizzy hair girl problems. <laughs> <laughs> I have straight hair that's girl what? problems. <laughs> that I get. When I was younger, it was curly, but now if I get too much moisture, it just, it's flatter than flat. So, <laughs> all right, Julie, we're going to get into all the fabulousness of what's going on, but let's take just a second and tell us who you are, what you're doing, and who you serve. Well, you know I'm Julie McLean, and I am a suicide prevention consultant. And what I do is I bring ways of bringing suicide prevention into the workplace, as well as showing people how to start conversations about mental health and mental illness. Because if we start talking about that and we end that stigma, we will automatically lower the rates of suicide. So I go out and I speak to different organizations. Uh, I have things for the personal, you know, for personal use as well as a 30 days um, self-help challenge almost, uh, just so that you focus on you instead of focusing on other people. Everybody and else in the world. I, everybody <laughs> else in the world. And I'm a consultant, so I can teach those industry leaders on how to bring different programs into their workplace. And I also help people who are starting businesses, people who struggle mm -hmm. with their mental health. You know, the one thing I always say is some of us have mental illness, but we all have mental health. And we sometimes struggle with our mental health. So as a consultant and a coach, I can give you some idea on how to get through those things um, because I've gotten through them myself. And that's how all this started is being in situations where most people don't normally find themselves. I, I think from what I can tell and after speaking to you and, and just visiting people from around the country and around the world, I think that mental health stress and like, I mean, I think there's just different levels of it, right? There's mental health stress or concerns. There's mental health crises. And I think especially as women and those with children, those with spouses, those without, 
um, those who are starting businesses or those who have been in business for 20 years. Our tendency is not to take care of ourselves. Our tendency is, and I know we're supposed to put our mask on first and all that good stuff. Our tendency is not to do that. Our tendency right. is still, I know my mask is leaking, <laughs> but let me go and do all these other things. And so-and-so is doing this and, and we just run ourselves ragged. We don't even perhaps recognize that we need some support, that it's time to do a little bit of, um, pr you know, personal care, a little bit. Right. It takes some more time for ourselves. Um, one of the things I noticed very early on in my business, I mean, it's been 18 years ago, is the months that I did not have my regular massage or a pedicure or both, my numbers went down. Like I watched yep. a direct correlation with my revenue and how much time I was taking for myself. So pushing, pushing, pushing and hustling has never worked for me. I mean, I work my buns off, but if I don't take care of me, then that all becomes mm -hmm. harder. So I sort of understand this and I would like you to just kind of briefly share what parts of your story you're comfortable with. So many entrepreneurs launch their business because they're passionate about something or there's this little voice that's like, there's more, there's more out there. Like, what are you doing inside this tiny little bubble? Like, get out there. Your voice needs to be heard. And that's one of those things I love to help people tap into. So tell me why did this, why this matters? Why the conversation about mental health and suicide prevention? Why do you care so deeply about it? So before I start, I just want to give a little bit of a trigger warning that my story is, I don't want to say graphic, but it's telling and it might bother some people. So just, I want your audience to keep that in mind because I am, version. <laughs> I, uh, I am a suicide survivor. I was 16 the first time I attempted to take my own life and not good. The last time I attempted to take my own life was in 2019. And my husband literally saved my life by asking three simple questions. And that was, are you okay? Do you want to hurt yourself? And do you have a plan? And I always say, when somebody asks you, are you okay? Or if you're asking somebody if, are you okay? And you have that gut feeling that they're not okay. Don't take yes for an answer. Right. You know, we're always saying don't take no for an answer. Don't take yes for an answer in this case. Um, because if my husband took yes for an answer, I wouldn't be here. And I wasn't okay. And I did want to hurt myself. And I most definitely had a plan. And from there, he knew that I needed help. He knew I had struggled with mental health before that. But he really knew that I was struggling very hard. And he got me help I needed. And part of that help was therapy and a group therapy. And I sat in my group therapy for three days initially with my head held down, my bangs all in my face so you couldn't see who I was. And I didn't say a word. I listened to everything that was going on around me, though. And I realized that all of these people around me were telling their story. Why wasn't I telling mine? And then once I started telling my story, I realized, wait a second, I feel better. So once I realized I was feeling better, it was like, well, I'm going to keep telling my story. I'm not going to shut my mouth. God forbid I shut my mouth. <laughs> 
no let's hear your voice no, that's the point so I went through all of my therapy I got the help I needed and then in the beginning of 2020 before COVID I spent the first three months of 2020 just learning how to take care of myself learning and teaching myself affirmations and meditations and aromatherapy and energy healing and all that woo-woo stuff that I never believed in before. I was teaching myself how to do that because it taught me how to get calmer, how to understand things. And the best thing I ever did was I read a book called Negative Self-Thought and How to Change It by Shad Helmsetter. Most amazing book I've ever read. And that taught me how to stop being negative towards myself. It taught me that we're not born with negativity. We're taught negativity. Because mm. when we're younger, what do our parents tell us? Don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't go up those stairs. That's too hot. Right. Don't touch that. And all of this builds up in us. And we learn all of these things as a, at a young age. But then it carries on. And then, oh my God, I can't touch that or I can't do that. What else can't I do? And especially as women where we're expected to, you know, raise the kids and have the job and clean the house and, and, and do all of those things. It's like, you can't do them all perfectly. Right. And right. so many people think that perfect is the ultimate place to be when in fact, perfect is a negative. You don't mm. want to be perfect because if you were perfect, you'd never learn anything. Perfection means you know it all and we don't right. know it all. We have to be imperfect to learn. And oh, like so reading that. that book and teaching my, you know, getting to learn all of that, it was amazing transformation for me. And, and that's where I went into, okay, I need to start talking about mental health and mental illness and realizing that, you know, we spend most of our time in the workplace. So helping organizations get comfortable talking about suicide prevention is huge. Right. 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 There's too much. I, I live here in Utah and we lead the nation currently in teenage suicide. And so much of that comes from, I mean, granted, peer pressure and everything else that's going on here in Utah that has to do with teens. But I think with parents, with the adults, when we're taking care of ourselves and we're taking care of, like, if we take a second for that, perhaps having those conversations at home, being willing to ask the hard questions, like you say, and for me, I've got a 12 year old. And so it's, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be like the next six years are just going to be hell. But it's, I'm fine. And what I'm finding out is sometimes I'm fine means like there's 20 other definitions behind her. I'm fine. Yes. So it's, it really is about going a little deeper and okay, but how is this? And do you, what are you thinking? Like, like better questions really. Yes. Than, are you okay? Or how are Especially you? Especially with right? kids, you need to kind of yank it out of them. Um, I, when it comes to adults it, and even with adults, part of the yanking it out of them is forming that bond of comfort you know yeah. remove the you, judgment exactly place yeah exactly. have you found in your experience both with you and with your experience with with different clients with groups and with one-on-one -on -one and and all your research 
is it is it more helpful to be able to tell your story and talk about it? Is it a matter of I know I'm not alone because I'm not the only person going through this and that's something, or is it kind of a combination of those things that really can change somebody's trajectory? It's all of the above. <laughs> I love that. It, I love that it it's takes not one or. person. It takes one person to start a conversation. And if that one person is open and honest about themselves, it sets that level of security for the other person to be able to be open and honest with themselves. So that back and forth of honesty, and that's what it is. It's just that comfort level. You know, would I have gone, you know, when I was working in corporate America, would I have gone to my boss and told her that I have a problem with my mental health? Absolutely not. Because I didn't have confidence in her. I didn't trust her. I didn't have comfort that she could help me if I needed help. I only had comfort in the fact that if I needed help, things would go terribly wrong with her. So I didn't talk about it. But if we start putting things into place, I mean, I know we had an employee activity platform where if somebody had a problem, they can go call this employee platform. I knew about it, but do you think I called once? No, because I thought that they were going to go and call my employer and let them know that I'm having a mental health struggle. We need to let the employees know, and maybe that's bringing in somebody from that employee helpline to say, hey, This is between me and you. This does not go any further. The employer doesn't know that you called me. And I I remember a very dear friend of mine also has mental health struggles. And she checked herself into a hospital one day because she was struggling so much. And she was afraid to tell her employer. Now, she loved her boss. She thought her boss was fantastic. But she was afraid to tell him because she was afraid she was going to lose her job. What she didn't know is that mental health falls under the Americans with Disabilities Act and they can't fire you. Okay. This is good information right there. Like (laughs) ask for help people like reach out. I know sometimes it's the most, it's the loneliest feeling I think I've ever had is Mm -hmm. sitting in a room going, I should be okay. I should be okay. My world is fine. I'm not okay. So what's my problem? And being able to, I mean, I'm a huge proponent. Everybody should have at least one therapist. I have friends with two or three. And when they disagree, they just figure it out. Like I am a huge proponent of having someone on the outside that is unbiased, that just loves you big. And Mm -hmm. having that person that you know, at any given moment, you can call and go, okay, not okay. I just need a moment. I have two. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, I think more than one is really good. And no, your spouse doesn't count. I know they love you. I know they're hugely your fans and everything else. It's not the same thing. We don't share things with our spouse that we would as a skilled, licensed, experienced professional who doesn't come home with us, right? Right. (laughs) It's a little bit different. Julie, and above above my therapists, I have two people. I have my husband and I have a dear friend of mine that if I'm struggling, I can go to them. Yep. I have a friend here locally who... On occasion, she has door dashed me tater tots. 
She knows that that's my comfort food. She knows that that's my thing. And when she knows I'm not okay, all of a sudden I will have tater tots at my door. I'm like, and something simple like that, starting the conversation of, yeah, I'm, I'm not okay. And her reaching out with something as simple as that was so huge. It's, it's been years and it's still so huge to me that they would bother, that they would care. Because again, it's that safe place of I'm not judging you, honey. I just got you. Like, I, I love you. So let's just take Sometimes care of Sometimes the other. best things you can do for somebody is just sit there. Don't say a word. Don't try and fix them. Don't try and get them to open up. Just sit there. That's the big one. Don't try to fix me. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's like, don't, don't try to fix me. Okay, Julie, here's the bottom line. I have to cut this short, and it's making me sad to do that. So I'm going to have to just have you back again if you're okay. open to something like I'll, that. Absolutely. Fabulous. Before I let you go, I want to make sure that the people listening know there are a couple different resources for you. Both of them are on Julie's site. So it is startthecombo.net. She has caught you in her net. She will catch you from your fall in her net. So don't forget <laughs> the net. One of them is a TED Talk about the importance of starting those conversations and being able to just ask the good questions to get somebody to feel safe and to open up. And another one is about bullying. So when you have kids, or if you are the one who's bullied, adults get bullied too. Adults are bullies too. So there's also one about bullying and how that affects us. So Julie, thank you so much for sharing your time. We will thank have to have a part two because this is just too important. And once we start the combo, we got to keep the combo going, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming to play. And for those of you who are listening, I know that there have been little brilliant gems dropped throughout this. So I hope at least one of them has found a place into your heart and inspires you to take action today. Check in with somebody. Check in with yourself. Take time to get that going. And until I get to see you again, as always, rock on.